Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Hello, everybody. I am Donna Hetzler, and I am sitting in for Angie Austin today. She is out. Woohoo! Woohoo! We get to play. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm here with Dave, producer Dave, and we're having some fun. Hi, everybody. We miss you, Angie. <laughs> we do miss you, Angie. I hope you're having a good time. Um, I'm Donna Hetzler, as I said, and I am a speaker and author, and I am an encourager of women. I love to encourage women in what you do in your business, in your spiritual walk with God, and in your marriage, and in everything. So um, I'm here today, and we are going to share the good news, because it's really good to have some good news stories, isn't it, Dave? It is. It's really good. And I picked out some doozies today for this good news segment. Oh, boy. I, 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 my personal favorite for, I've been doing this show for a little while now, my personal favorite are all about how kids do extraordinary things oh, yes. and you give them the opportunity not only are they the most creative people you've ever met but they they do things so unabashedly and they do things for it, just the when kids do amazing things it's just always I think is that much more impressive because you don't expect that out of kids and and they they never cease to surprise me and I yes. have a three-year-old and an 18 month old and even my 18 month old he does these things where I I didn't know 18 month old olds could do those types of things <laughs> that they could be that creative and that to have that much personality you know before i had kids i thought an 18 month old was just a little yeah, baby what are they gonna do yeah, right exactly. what are they gonna do oh wow, my goodness he's a handful though well and how much fun because um you know i'm taking this comedy workshop right now and i'm just coming undone with it and i'm trying to find my inner child again and what i found through the whole process is that i am so serious sometimes and so i'm trying to find that fun playful who cares if i fail type you know childlike feeling yeah, inside yeah. again and it's tough because as we get older you know we're pretty serious we've got deadlines we've got yeah yeah you know, and all the self-conscious things that happen as you get older i know my right. son runs around his belly hangs out he's shirtless <laughs> with cheerios in his hair and he doesn't he doesn't seem to care about any of that he just wants to have a good time and be with everybody are you sure you're not talking about my husband <laughs> <laughs> he probably sucks the belly in when somebody's looking <laughs> that's probably true <laughs> oh how fun so what do you got for us in okay the so the this first good news story is probably my favorite story of this entire football season. It's about a little boy named Jack Hoffman, and he's been struggling for a long time with a serious kind of brain cancer. Ugh, rough. Well, anyway, he's been a Nebraska Cornhuskers fan since he was a kid, and they kind of adopted him oh, into this sweet. program. They have this whole Team Jack thing, and, and at the spring game this year, um, the spring game is when um, they play Nebraska plays against Nebraska, so it's like, uh -huh. and they play the white team versus the red team, and they play this whole thing. But it, it's a really big deal. Sixty thousand people go watch. This oh my show. goodness! Yeah, wow, that's this, this big. game. So, um, so what they did is they invited Jack on. And here, I'm just actually going to just let the sto the clip tell you the rest of the story. Okay, after that, okay, let's hear it. He's wearing the number 22, guys. It is Jack Hoffman. 
of Team Jack coming out of the field right now in this fourth down and short. Jack Hoffman has been adopted really by this football team. A young man who has battled brain cancer is on the field right now for the Huskers. One more snap for Taylor Martinez, too, who will hand it off to Jack. So Taylor gets the shotgun set, gives it to Jack. Here he goes. He's got blockers out in front. There he goes. running the midfield. Listen to this crowd. As Jack Hoffman, the young man that, as I mentioned, has really been adopted by this football team to score a touchdown. Oh, wow. What a moment. And both benches empty. That, that was a moment right there. Wow. Goosebumps. I mean, just listen to that crowd. I know. I'm just listening to them cheer. I know. I mean, what a big moment. Yeah, they actually came out with tops car, trading cards, came out with the Jack Hoffman card. Oh, my goodness. He's got his one career touchdown. Yeah, and that and that touchdown counted. Uh, the It was... They were up by red was up by one and they ended up winning by eight. So Oh, that is fantastic. <laughs> Team Jack, how sweet is that? And that's a moment he is gonna remember for the rest of his life. Yeah, yeah. And uh and uh from my last update I got, I he, he actually had a relapse uh-huh. with his uh with his cancer treatment and then he got be- he got way worse after this, but then I guess he's doing a lot better from the last uh, research I was doing. I mean, I mean, I don't know him. So right. all I have the information I have is online, but uh, Jack Hoffman is, it's not hard to find. He's a, he seems like a real sweet kid. And I think that's just the coolest moment. I love that crowd. I mean, oh, I've never had that many people cheer for me. Wild. Yeah. I haven't had anybody cheer for me like that <laughs> Say, either. How maybe cool a comedy is that? next week. <laughs> that's great. And we are praying for Jack and um, just, you know, for, for healing in that. Oh my goodness. So much to deal with as a little kid. And yet, um, you know, here he is having this one great moment in, in his life. That's yeah, very exactly. Cool. Well, and just like what I was saying before, it's just uh, they never they never cease to amaze me about the what they can do and the type of things that they just remind me about myself. And I don't remember being like that. I, I, I guess I was at one point, but yes. I don't I can't, I forgot about it. You know, it's like the whole like I, you can't see spirits anymore you know once you get to a certain age or something and so no isn't that something like where yeah. do we lose that I guess, along, when do we lose it along the lines yeah. can't you hold on to it somehow i don't right. know i don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess i can't now yeah no kidding well that was a really cool story i love that so okay my next clip that i have here is uh about a four-year-old which is and if, if you've ever been around four-year-old it's this surprised me a lot but it's uh this isn't a really amazing story. I, I just saw, I'll let it just tell the story too. All right. Elena Frisley receives a special award at Valdosta's police department. You're a hero. <laughs> at age four, she's already saved a life, one that's very important. I get my daddy's phone. She brought help to me when I was in an insulin reaction. Jim Frisley was unconscious at home. She tried to get daddy up, but couldn't get daddy up. Elena called a friend who connected with 911. Then she helped officers find her dad. The police wasn't going to get in. It was all thanks to Miss Elena here. She did such a wonderful job. We just want to recognize you for it. Both her family and the department thankful for her courage. 
My daughter saved my life. Getting him the medical attention he needed. Valdosta Police Department Life Saving Award. She's what makes me smile every day. And every day for the rest of his life. Now knowing his daughter will be there. Oh my goodness. I know. Just listen to the innocence in her voice. I and know. And her little laughter at the yeah, beginning, you know, yeah. like, oh, I got a little award for this. How cool is that? No, it's funny. And, and then the just the emotional fortitude to be able to do all these things without panicking. I mean, I, I told a story earlier in the week about how I'd, I gave a woman the Heimlich maneuver uh-huh. one time and there was 20 other people around and everyone else just kind of froze. And I jumped into action. And that's not everybody could do that. But I, it's even more extraordinary. This four year old. Yes, that's Not only called 911, but let them in and knew what to do and got there. Yes. Do you think that's something that you're just born with, like that either fight or flight, you know? Do you just freeze or do you jump in and do something? Or I don't know. I think I'd have panic, like my daddy's and exactly. Coaches, you know? I mean, ah. and, then, and it's not like you see this all the time or, you right. know, it's not like she was used to it or anything. So it's hard to say, but. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, so. Kids are kids are unbelievable. Pretty amazing, and when you're in that situation too, and not—I mean, four years old. Four, yeah. Do you hear? Yeah, yeah listen four to her years little, old, little, little four-year-old voice. Yeah. She just okay. Well, I'm gonna check him. He's not conscious, and then I'm gonna pick up the phone, and you know, she just had it all mm-hmm. planned out there. You know, step by step. What a. a I, th- neat I also story. think it's really cool that they were recognizing her and giving her yes. the award and giving her the all the recognition that uh, that she deserves yes and you could tell she was very joyful about that that she did good and she was pleasing well she saved her daddy yeah she saved her daddy how sweet and then to hear daddy's voice too and say you know she's just so precious and she saved my life i bet you he he never thought in a million years that this little girl would save his life and keep him here exactly hmm I, I doubt sometimes that uh my son's gonna make it to the body so. <laughs> <laughs> that's so who knows who knows right (laughs) all right i got one more clip here and this one is actually i got two more if we if we have time but i got uh this one is about a young boy who he doesn't fit in in uh, a lot of other places and he's got a single mom and they struggle and um and he used his talents for you know he used the talents he had he used what god gave him so that he could benefit him and his mom and his life, and uh, and he's got a really good reason for it. And this kid is really cool. Here you go. In the summertime, you'll find most kids in the pool. Not Jalen Bailey. He's working on a recipe for success. So I'm gonna just pop it right in there. He makes cookies by the dozens and banana nut by the loaf. And this baker is making dough at just eight years old. My mom is the one who inspired me to do the business. Yep. This is enough. Jalen's bakery is a full-service confectionery. He's getting a lot of requests. He did his first event. His mom, Sharonda, is his assistant and... Like, the closest best friend that I have. That's about right. Jalen's drive isn't a complete surprise to her. It runs in the family. I've had, like, side businesses since 18, so I felt like that was something that he would need to know, whether he wanted to grow up and become an entrepreneur himself, or if it's just something that he can do on the side. He runs the bakery out of their tiny rental home. I wanted to save up, save up for, um, for a lot of money to get a house. I just want, wanted me and my mom to be happy in it. For this single mom, that's a tough answer to hear. It was overwhelming because, um, you know, it was something that I couldn't do for him. But if you need something enough, you're sure to rise to the top.
Jalen went to his first business mixer and networked with local professionals. One man even offered to donate a used oven so he can pump out more cookies. I said I, I wanted to be a millionaire, but I thought that wasn't possible, but, but now I think it is possible. Now Jalen's ready to take his business to the next level. Very proud. One peanut butter cookie at a time. Plan big dreams ahead of you. Oh my goodness. And I bet you he fits in now. He's making cookies. Exactly, He's probably got the friends exactly. at the front door. So, hey, Jalen, <laughs> what you cooking yeah, today? Yeah, when I found the story, I thought it was perfect for the good news just because we love telling stories like that. And, right. you know, you can't dream too big. Oh, absolutely. And what I love is the mom's support and drive behind this child. And we can do anything when we have that love and, and support saying, you can do it. I believe in you. Those are powerful words. Yeah, okay? and believing in yourself. Like, that he didn't doubt himself at all right but that's that's the love of a parent right you instill that in your children and say you can do this you are loved you're good at this and she did she just pushed him along the other thing i noticed too is i think we all have talents that are untapped god's given us so many things and sometimes i think you know god i'm not that you know maybe I'm a speaker, but maybe not this, you know, whatever he's calling me to do. And uh, Moses did the same thing. You know, he says, who am I to go to Pharaoh and take the Israelites out of Egypt? And so, you know, I challenge you, what areas in your life is the enemy saying that you're not called? Yeah, or not not only who am I, but also why me? Why me? Why you know, would why you would choose I, me? Yeah, I feel why, so inadequate. I don't want to do this. I'm not strong enough. I can't do it. Right, right. So that supportive you know, love from the parent just really backing Jalen and saying, you can do this. And now he's networking and doing all this stuff for entrepreneurship. Oh my goodness. How cool is that? I think that uh, ties into uh, our last topic, I think, of the segment, which okay. is your upcoming comedy. Oh my goodness. I want you, I've, I've been trying comedy for a really long time. I've done you it have? a couple you times. It is so that. fun. I did comedy in college. Um, I, I love it. Okay, One of my favorite I jokes help. I tell is, you know, you you know, uh, you get the crowd going and you tell people, oh yeah, so I'm a dad, and people, oh yeah, yeah, that's that's cool, that's cool, and it's like everyone's always trying to be the best parent, the best dad in the world, right? Right. And the the trick is not to be the best dad in the world. That's way too much pressure. The trick is just to be this much cooler than mom. That's it. That's all <laughs> I you need. It. You are fun. <laughs> I need some training. You can help me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the most important thing is to you. You said earlier you got to try to be funny. You nobody that's funny and tries to be funny i know my husband tells me that all the time so i'll crack a joke and i'm like that was funny and he goes funny people don't point <laughs> out that that's funny that's I'm like, not true oh. some of them do <laughs> well i'm cracking up so isn't that does that make it funny <laughs> so yes i'm just trying to loosen up and not try to be funny and just share yeah you know, I mean, with, yeah exactly share and your stories come out and every yeah. i've heard you tell a lot of stories and uh they're all very charming and people like to listen to that stuff look you said they're charming but i didn't hear you say they're funny well well, I guess <laughs> that the humor comes out of the charm. Okay, it comes out okay. of the natural here, <laughs> natural ability. But like you said, is sometimes you're, you know, you're a speaker. Right. Not necessarily a comedian. Right. No, I'm not trying to be a comedian. This was actually just a, a challenge from a friend, and I'm very competitive. So um, game on, <laughs> and now here I am. You, you can know? do it. I, yeah. <laughs> I believe it. I can totally do it, but um, I'm going in knowing with my expectations. I'm not trying to be a comedian. I'm trying to you know do better in, in what i do yeah but there's a, a you're career. like why me who i'm you know what i'm saying that who whole I why to me? be a comedian but the next thing you know you're comedy central special oh i love you don't your even thinking know. yeah <laughs> but one thing i think uh I, my advice to you is to focus if you're doing a routine 
women comedians tend to bash each other. Mm-hmm. They tend to put themselves down. Okay. Like somehow it's really, really funny to put yourself down. I never thought so. I've, I mean, all my favorite women comedians, they don't do that. They talk about quirky things in life and observational stuff. Um, but I think that you should focus on how you bring people up. Okay, especially good women. point. Especially because women. Because you and your whole uh, Jericho Girls and your book and everything, I mean, that's what you do. Yeah, the thing that the, my coach is probing me on is be vulnerable, be vulnerable. So then, you know, I take that as, okay, I got to be vulnerable, share something about myself and poke fun at it. But you're saying I don't really have to poke I fun at I think you could myself. say that some people look at you sideways when you talk about how you want to build women, <laughs> other women up, you know, <laughs> yeah, because I can imagine just so, socially people are like, well, that's so weird. Yes, no kidding. Well, and we women are, we can be difficult, you know, like Beatrice and I were talking about, you know, (laughs) Um, you know, we can be difficult. And so, uh, yeah, uh, building up and, you know, kind of focusing on that positive point will be good. So good advice. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. I like where this is going. Yeah, maybe we could become a comedy duo. Oh, that would be fun. I just had the best dun, idea. Dun. <laughs> Stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we only have a couple more minutes. Why don't you tell us, do you have an upcoming event? I do. I've got the Overwhelmed Conference. So check this out. First of all, I agree to do the comedy workshop. I go live at the Denver Improv on Tuesday night, and then I have this huge women's conference the following Saturday. So talk about overwhelmed. (laughs) So uh, yes, overwhelmed is at the Denver Tech Center Sheridan Hotel, November 5th from 8 to 2.30. And what our goal is, is to get women filled up and to be overwhelmed in a good way with God's great love. And so many of us, we just are overwhelmed in the daily battle with all the things that we do. So I'm going to be talking on overwhelmed with victory and I'm teaching on Deborah, who is a judge and prophetess and her stories in the book of judges chapter four and five. And we're going to see, we're going to peer into the life of Deborah and see how she does it, how she becomes overwhelmed every single day with God's great love. So it's going to be good. We're going to have lunch. We have a jewelry giveaway. What lady doesn't like jewelry? So you've got to come and hang out with us. Yes, tickets are $39, and um, you just go online to Facebook, Overwhelm Conference, and we would love to see you there and just fill you up and just just have a chance to exhale. You know, we're running so much in the day-to-day. You know, I know know you focus on mainly women in these roles, but I think everyone could, could... Uh, benefit from that from learning how to not be so overwhelmed and or be overwhelmed with good things rather than the daily stresses of everything I agree men too you know we've just we live in a fast-paced you know instantaneous information society and so we do need to slow down enjoy the moment and take enjoy we don't know if we've got our next breath yeah sometimes it feels like there's just not enough time that's right and then you run out of time and then you're exhausted because there's no time so are you suggesting I start a men's conference too? Or, yeah, or both. Or both. <laughs> yeah, or both at the same you time. You want to help run that? Yeah, are you maybe. offering? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I, maybe I can make more time. <laughs> right after our comedy skit together, <laughs> exactly. we'll start the overwhelm for men. <laughs> That's cool. So uh, I'm sorry, remind us again where you get those tickets? You can go to Facebook and just search Overwhelmed Conference and you'll get all the information there. And it's going to be a great day just to hang out with your sister let us pray over you, love on you, and then just hear inspirational stories from our speakers who have had some pretty overwhelming circumstances. 
Well, awesome. Thank you so much for being in here today. Yeah, it was fun hanging yeah, with you, Dave. Yeah, this was really cool. I mean, thanks, Angie, for not being here. We so that we, you, could, we wouldn't have been able to have this opportunity if That's you right. were here. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Angie. And thank you, Donna. And uh, thank you, all you listeners, for helping the good news just stay, you know, coming to you. And um, we'll Go out we'll, there and spread the good news. Exactly. <laughs> okay, and thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Good news of Jesus for you in High Definition Radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hey, it's Angie with the good news. You've heard me say time and time again, the YMCA of the Rockies is my absolute favorite place in the world to take my family. And we have Lisa Newjar here with the YMCA of the Rockies. And Lisa, you have some fall specials? We do. We have a bunch of events coming up. We have a couple of fall fest weekends at both centers where you can come up and just take part in special fall themed events. Excellent. Your website? YMCARockies.org. YMCARockies.org. Check it out. You won't regret it. For over 120 years, the Denver Rescue Mission has been providing services to those in need and the homeless in the metro area. It is the oldest full-service Christian charity in the Rocky Mountain region. Since its conception in 1892, it has expanded to helping the homeless and hungry to provide services for men and single mothers, offering programs such as rehabilitation for those suffering from addiction and abuse, education and career centers, family services, and life restoration. The Denver Rescue Mission is always in need of your assistance. You can help this growing organization by donating clothing, food, furniture, and more at any of the drop-off locations. The greatest need for the fall season is for mentors and interns. For more information on their services, ways you can help, and to donate online, go to denverrescuemission.org. denverrescuemission.org. Changing lives in the name of Christ. When going to a chiropractor, you may be thinking that they won't be able to help you for the long term. However, Dr. Joe Arve at Maximize Living will change your mind. The moment you meet him, you will find that he is your best friend. He treats you like you are part of his family, and he truly cares about you and your health. He is very knowledgeable about long-term health and wellness. Through the use of spinal correction, he helps you discover what it takes to be a healthier you and will help you feel better even after your first adjustment. He will also share with you the essentials to healthy living so you can take your health back. No matter what stage of life you're in, he will help you develop a plan to achieve the goals you set. Get ready to make a positive change in your life. Give him a call at 303-457-8080. 303-457-8080 or spinegeek.com. Maximized living. Adjustments for life. All right, get ready to improve your marriage and have more trust. John and Robbie Yopes caught in his arms ministry joining us. And we were going to talk. Now, we do have like almost kind of like your own audience today. So they're not necessarily here. Uh, you've gotten popular. So other guests come early so they can sit in. I believe it's like free therapy. And so um, we also have Beatrice Bruner, the drill sergeant of life here. Also, Rebecca Barth, author and speaker, and myself. So five of us in here, which is a huge crowd. But today we're going to tackle trust. Is that right? In a marriage? Yes. Hmm. Trust, trust, trust. 
Now, when there's addiction issues in a marriage, that sometimes can really undermine trust, correct? And that's one of the specialties. Do you guys deal with people with addiction issues? Yes. We do. <laughs> and um, I, we, in our marriage, addiction played a huge part of our marriage uh, falling apart. Um, and uh, so gaining back trust was very, very difficult. So trust in terms of get you trusting him, but not you trusting her. Did you still trust her? Sure, let's go with that. <laughs> it, it, it was on both sides, maybe. Well, absolutely, because we had a horrible marriage, and I had lied to him a lot. Really? It wasn't about addiction, but I'd lied to him about um, just everything that I wanted, who I was. You know, you, it was like I was putting up my front I wasn't being real. You were faking him out. I was faking him out. I was faking like. him think you were something you weren't. You yeah, think. it's like a first dating, yeah. you know. You were and always so, on a first date for I seven years. I did that for years. seven years, so it was first ridiculous. Oh, that's exhausting. Yeah, so I, we want to talk about trust, and we kind of categorize it in two ways. Um, big trust, when you've um, had some kind of a betrayal or your spouse has really hurt your heart in some way. And then little trust, where your spouse continues to not do something that you've asked them to do or they just get so annoying and you think well why why are you why don't you just do what i asked okay last night yes john oh, last it's, night it's a real life experience last night john i want to tell john because i, I want to see if i was really out of line <laughs> my husband's <laughs> always complaining about the millennials he interviews that if they're late for an interview he just shuts the door he just says, sorry, it was five minutes ago, and thank you for coming. The interview is over. You know? And he says that they, they, they're irresponsible, they're late for things, that a lot of his employees come in like 20 minutes late for work. He's like, you can be on time. If it's snowing, you can leave early. Seems like every event for the family, my husband's late because work's Ooh. so important. So last night, parent-teacher conference is five minutes before the conference. He's not there to get me. So I hop in my car, and I race over to the school because I don't want to be late for the teacher. Mm -hmm. So I get there right on time, and I send him a message that says, wow, the millennials are always late apparently you're always late for our family ha 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 kidding you know like kind of you know but you know letting him know like really dude you do this a lot to our family so you know he wrote me back really question mark like really you're gonna lay this on me so then he comes to the event right and he's usually late for the parent teacher conferences we leave and he's like really did you really send me a text comparing <laughs> me to the millennials i know i didn't handle it properly mm -hmm. but it really is an issue for me that it's important to be on time for work but not us yes okay. I I, uh, I would I don't think you handled it wrong. You were very sarcastic, but maybe that's the way you guys communicate. What do you think, John? John's a husband. He's like, no, I was not the right way to handle um, it. Well, as a wife, the primary thing you need from your husband is love. The primary thing he needs from you is respect. Yes, and I did Ooh. not. Re and I didn't. On that, I, you, I didn't you didn't respect get a, him. You didn't get a great grade. Drop yeah. the mic. <laughs> no, I didn't respect him in that, and and I and I knew that. I knew that I was angry and sending it because I felt dissed by him again. You know that we're not um, let high me, on the totem pole. Let me ask you this: Have you ever had a sit down, no kids, just you and him? Can we talk about your punctuality? Well, he'll Have you say ever it, done that? Yes, and he says he's under so much stress at work and has so much to do and so many responsibilities that it's very difficult for him to get out of there. So it's something that he's asking you just to accept? Pretty much from what I can tell, but and I'll bring you it up again. And you can't accept Normally it. Normally I can. I just know, my, and my son even solved the problem when we were leaving for vacation last time. He said, why don't you just tell him we're leaving half an hour earlier than we really are so he'll be on time. <laughs> well, that'll work. Yeah. That'll work. <laughs> You know, but I mean, uh, that's uh, 
it's not really a matter of trust per se, but it's a matter of him just doing something that annoys you. But as long as you've talked about it, okay. so many couples, afterwards well, the, excellent. So many couples have something happening between them, big or small, and they don't talk about it. And so distrust grows and resentment grows, but they haven't sat down, just the two of them, and shared their hearts. And so they're building this wall between them yes. that is uh, blocking emotional up. intimacy. All right, after we talk about uh, rebuilding trust, I do want to get to that respect and love um, uh, topic as well. And I, I have one confession to make, okay? Mm -hmm. It's really embarrassing. I'm ready. So when he pulled up, I saw him and I went in without him. <laughs> and I did it because it takes a while for them to buzz you in. And I thought if I, w I, I, thought if I wait, um, I, I'll be late for the teacher because I was right on time. And he didn't come in for like two or three minutes later. And so I thought that I'll be late too. So I went in without him. Yeah, and he's wow. like, didn't you see me? <laughs> yes. So have you ever heard of something called confirmation bias? <laughs> Yeah, no. So, I've heard of passive aggressive behavior, yeah. which I think that was. But well, we're, we're, we're going to let that one go. Oh, gosh. Um, so, confirmation bias, and both of you are struggling with this, is he sees all millennials as always late. Right. And so I see him as always late. So, that's all he can see. Right. You're you right. You see him yeah. as always late. That's all you can right. see. Right. Right. So, we have um, what I lovingly refer to as magnifying minds. Oh. What you look at gets yeah. bigger and everything right. else gets smaller. That's so true. So shift your eyes. Yeah, shift your eyes. Because he's a really shift. great, he is a great husband. Yeah. But he says that that's Absolutely. boring on the radio. He said, stop talking about me being a good husband <laughs> on the radio. People don't want to hear it. They want to hear all the quirky, weird things about me. I said, well, it is Christian radio. So actually, I think they're okay with me saying you're a good husband. All right. So again, we're talking with uh, John and Robbie Yopes, uh, <laughs> Caught in His Arms Ministry, their book Caught. And uh, they counsel couples and uh, rebuild their marriages and they are talking about specifically trust and how lack of it um, hurts your marriage. So let's continue on. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk for a second about the big trust. Okay. which you big can trust and little trust. Yeah, okay. but you can use the same principles we're using in big trust to little trust. And big trust, um, there is a very simple equation that equals trust. And it is, John? Consistent behavior over time. That makes sense. That, that's how you regain trust. It's very trust. simple. It's not so, complicated. So um, I left John for a little while in our marriage, and then um, we worked through it, and I came back. And um, forgiveness and trust, totally different. Um, I could come to the part where I forgave him, which took a while, and that's okay. Um, and then I forgave him, but I didn't trust him until we had time for trust to build and um, he had to be consistently doing what he said he was going to do and that's how it worked now that when you have when you have somebody who in your marriage who has betrayed the other person there's certain rules uh in consistency in time so so the the person who violated the trust is right. going to be responsible for the consistent behavior okay so um, what the Bible would call the fruits of repentance. Okay. You know, be different. Change your behavior. Change your behavior. Yeah. Um, consistently. Consistently. Not for so, two weeks and go, come on, and we get over it. Ah. Well, and that's a very human, yeah. human thing to do. Because you're tired of um, trying to win them back or right. their trust back. Now, where this becomes problematic is the person whose trust was violated sometimes wants to dictate the consistent behavior. Explain. Example. For example, um, I 
if for him to be consistent, I would want him, to, okay, you, then you need to do this, 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 this. And I would become oh. the controller okay. instead of the, uh, the, the spirit master. and God taking over him. Okay. So, um, but on the other hand, he knew I am married to Robbie. So he changed his behavior uh, so that I could see the consistency. I see. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, now the time part is is solely the responsibility of the party who's been offended. Okay. So, so in our example uh, of my addiction, uh, my behavior had to change, and that that meant a lot of things. But things like making sure Robbie knew where I was and where and when and why, and you know, just just those kinds of things where I had tend to be a little aloof prior to that. But I got I had no say whatsoever in how long that behavior had to be on public display right. before trust was regained. Okay, so it's up to it, her when trust right. was regained. And if I Not even up to brought the... it up, if I even mentioned it, it was sort of like resetting the shot clock in basketball. We were oh. back to zero. Oh, really? And it was it's kind of like what you just did because um um the the betrayer can say, "Hey, it's been two months. Yeah, don't you trust me now?" Well, they don't have any say over the time. Restart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's solely on the person who's been betrayed, and so um, that process building trust over time it takes a long time because it takes consistent behavior. Depending on how major the offense was and how much um, your heart your heart was broken, and that can be used the same principles um, for big trust and little trust. You know what, John? You never take out the trash. He does. Well, actually, our son does. But in my example. Um, John, you never do this. I always ask you and you never do it. So I don't trust you to do it. So what he has to do then is he has to say, okay, you know, and, and admit that he's not doing it. And this is a little trust issue. And then he, he, I will watch and see that he does it and I'll start to trust him to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But basically, like in the big issues, so the, the, the principle was consistent behavior over time. In the little issues, it's consistent behavior over time. It's really all the same thing. Mm-hmm. But it mm-hmm. always starts it's, with a conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. It, nothing changes if you don't tell what's going on in your heart, period. All right. May I ask you um, another question? Well, I, came I up hope today. you will. Yeah, it came up this morning with, uh, with a guest on my other show. Yes. And it had to do with finances and the husband being laid off. And the wife not having confidence in him goes back to the women need love, men need respect. I mean, we need them both, but it's so important for each of us to have those as the number one thing. Exactly. Um, and then in front, and Robbie, you and I have discussed this, talking about your spouse in front of other people in a derogatory manner, but he was there saying, well, he just can't seem to find a job and it's really hurting us financially. It's very stressful. Did and you see his face? He's having a really hard time. No, she was telling me okay. this. But yes. he wasn't right there. No, well, okay. he was in the in real life, but we were she was recounting the issue to me later. Okay. She was telling me the story about that. And I said, whoa, you can't uh, disrespect your husband in that manner. If you are going to say something and he's there, it is something to the effect of. Angie, well I, done. Yeah, well, I, maybe I could have done it myself last night. But, <laughs> um, but I said, you've got to say something more uplifting. Right. Um, and even if he's not there, I don't think it's good for you to vent in a way that disrespects your husband to your friends. I think that, and relatives, because mm-hmm. your relatives then have this image of your spouse, uh, you know, something yes. unsavory that you've shared with them and, you know, how he's a slacker and can't provide for the family. And then he does get a job and they still think he's a slacker sure. that didn't provide for the family during all those months. Yeah. And I just think that what do you do when 
first of all, I, I know you, we, in our house, you're a team. You know, as Mark's done this startup, it's been harder for me financially. I've mm -hmm. had to really pick up the slack. Sure. Um, but we always say we're a team. Team you know, Yopes. We're in this together. Year. Yeah, Absolutely. we're in this together. But how do you respect your spouse in these difficult situations when it is difficult and maybe through fault of their own or through no fault of their own, they seem to not be rising to the occasion? You know, the... Um as we've been doing this ministry with couples, one of the biggest lessons I've learned is uh, the most important thing is to have premarital counseling really? and to walk into marriage with your eyes at least as opened as they can. Well, you're 12 years too late for me. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, kidding. because if a woman goes into a marriage knowing that her husband needs respect, yes. that's his biggest need, right. then that will help so much with all the things that are going to happen. Right. And um, I respect John by the way I speak about him by the way I treat him mm -hmm. um, by the way I don't demean him and I make and I and I trust him like with our finances it's easy because he's really good with money and I'm really bad but I trust him to do what's right for our family and if he messes up then I forgive him right that's why the number one trust um, relationship you should have in your life is with Jesus and God because like people ask me well after all these years do you trust John and it's been 13 years since our, our reconciliation breakup. Yeah, yeah and reconciliation and so I always say you know what I trust John it's been 13 years I trust John 97 98 percent but I trust God 100 percent and so because I have that foundation it works so that's how I respect him so I, to go back to the original question, you know, how, how do you do this? I, I think it ultimately comes down to expectations. If, if, if this woman, this hypothetical person, has a, um, an expectation that um, financial security will be accomplished because my husband will always be employed, if there ever is any situation where he's laid off, he will find employment in X number of days, weeks, or months, um, and that turns out not to be the case, um, then it's very easy to then shift to say, well, my expectations were A, B, and C, and I'm getting D, E, and F, and so that's, that's, that's not good enough. Um, so what you have to do, and again, it's the shifting of the eyes, is you've got to shift to, I trust and respect your heart. I trust and respect your intentions. Um, we are humans, we fail. You know, we, we don't we don't live up to to the lofty goals that we have for ourselves. We don't you know, if I mean, if you had to if if I had to be convicted of being a Christian based solely on my behavior, I'm not going to make it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And neither thought. are really any of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Amen. Yeah. You know, um, abs you know, it again, that's why we have couples on the couch in front of us because they get to that point. And there's no trust and there's no respect and um, it's it's not too late because God can redeem anything but many times they come in thinking it's too late it's not too late but you have to shift your focus you have to um, give it time you have to look for consistent behavior or do consistent behavior but it it, it can happen all right I I just think that um so many of us have expectations 
that I think are ruining the relationship Uh, because we're expecting them. And I love the idea of shifting your eyes to what they're doing right. Interestingly enough, Dr. Joe, who talks about health, he says that I could focus on all the bad things about my wife, but I I focus on the good things. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Not that he says there is really much bad with his wife. They've been married a very long time. Uh, But it's just um, putting your eyes on what's right um, keeps your focus off what's wrong and um, I feel like in this day and age, so many people have these high expectations and then just throw in the towel. Like, well, it's not what I thought it would be, and so I'm just going to give up. And I feel that the effort isn't made, and that's why I respect the two of you so much, that you've really made huge changes in your life to counsel couples because as Christians, you rebuilt your own marriage, and you know it can be done, and that it can come back from the brink of destruction and be really wonderful. And I've met several Christians, pastors included, who rebuilt their own marriages Absolutely. with Christ. And it's doable. And sometimes I think it's easier than a divorce. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's that well, effort you put pain. into. There's a lot of pain in either both. way. Right. You need to kind way. of pick your pain. Pick your pain. But, you know, expectations are, are tremendous, tremendously important. So, again, you must sit down and talk about your expectations at any time. Well, let's talk about uh, how people can work with both of you. You go to caughtinhisarms.com. Um, we have a seminar November 12th. We'd love for you to come and come get our book, Caught. November 12th. Saturday. This Saturday. Saturday. And they go to the website and get information on that. The book yes. is there as well. And if you're listening in another one of our markets, they also work with couples over Skype. So if you're in another city, you can still work with uh, John and Robbie. Thank you both very much. Thanks, Angie. Is your marriage going badly? Has addiction or sin put a wedge between you and your spouse? We can help. Our book, Caught, tells the story of how God redeemed our marriage and gives 10 holy habits that will cause your marriage to be strong. Good marriages don't just happen. We can help. Go to caughtinhisarms.com for more information and to order your copy of Caught. That's caughtinhisarms.com. Hey, it's Angie Austin. Do you want to lose weight, have more energy, sleep better, just feel better, live longer, not get sick? Yeah, me too. So a little over a year ago, my family started working with Dr. Joe, and he has helped us so much, especially with my mom. She's now walking again. Uh, She uses a cane, but she wears a pedometer as well, Dr. Joe. And every Saturday, you offer for all of us. We can come to your office, have a free workout, or just watch the workout and come and ask you questions and meet you. It costs them nothing, no obligation. I just want people to get to know you and your passion for health. Science says the key to sleeping better, the key to depression, the key to losing weight and balancing hormones is exercise. But not a lot of it, just 6 to 12 minutes a day. And so when I'm working with Olympic athletes or professional athletes or mommies and daddies, people in their 50s, 60s, even 70s on these workouts on Saturday at 8.30, man, we have a great time and it literally is a 12-minute workout. It's all it is. And it's easy stuff to do. You work at your own pace and you get amazing results. Yes, yeah, so come to North Glen Saturdays. It's free. How do they reach you, Dr. Joe? Call my cell phone, 303-349-6011. Again, 303-349-6011. Hey, it's Angie Austin. I'm here with my friend Francis Owens with ARC. And Francis, you and I have been friends a long time, and you and I both wanted to do something with our lives, with our careers that made a difference. I love ARC. I've gotten to know so many of the differently abled ambassadors through you, and it's shopping with a purpose. So when we shop there, the money actually goes to help the disabled community locally, and you need donations. We need donations all the time, and we are very, very happy to come pick them up. You can easily call 303 238 Jane. 
which is 303-238-5263. We would love to come pick up anything. All of our sales go to help people with disabilities around the state. We raise funds for advocacy. Love it. And you can also, of course, drop things off, but they'll come and pick things up for free. And again, all the money stays locally to help the disabled community. And I love to shop there because I find great deals. You can find out more info as well at arcthrift.org. Thank you. Perfect. Yay. For over 120 years, the Denver Rescue Mission has been providing services to those in need and the homeless in the metro area. It is the oldest full-service Christian charity in the Rocky Mountain region. Since its conception in 1892, it has expanded to helping the homeless and hungry to provide services for men and single mothers, offering programs such as rehabilitation for those suffering from addiction and abuse, education and career centers, family services, and life restoration. The Denver Rescue Mission is always in need of your assistance. You can help this growing organization by donating clothing, food, furniture, and more at any of the drop-off locations. The greatest need for the fall season is for mentors and interns. For more information on their services, ways you can help, and to donate online, go to denverrescuemission.org. denverrescuemission.org. Changing lives in the name of Christ. It's Angie with the good news. Well, the good news is we have this wonderful organization and this wonderful, two wonderful locations for your family. I go there multiple times a year. I've been going since I was a kid. It's the YMCA of the Rockies. They have the Snow Mountain Ranch location that's a bit outside of like Winter Park and Granby in that area. And then also the Estes Park location. And we go to each one at least once each year. So we kind of divide it up between the two. You can stay there for under $100 a night. We have five people like in our lodge room. Along with that comes, I can't even tell you how many free activities that are included in your stay. I mean, you would you would do something new every like every two hours of the day and you would not even run out of new things to do in terms of activities. So let's welcome Lisa Nujar, who's got some news on what the Y is going to be doing as we head into Thanksgiving. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Angie. As we head into winter, I know you're going to transition and have the winter activity. So let's start with fall and Thanksgiving, and then we'll give a little sneak peek to winter. Right. In the fall, we really start focusing on more of our indoor activities. We have all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, Indoors, we have roller skating and shuffleboard and um, volleyball and all kinds of fun things to do inside. But for Thanksgiving specifically, then we uh, add even more things for families to do. We have some moors around the campfire. We'll have some hay rides, a movie night for families, um, a turkey trot on Thanksgiving Day. So all kinds of things families can come together to do and make those Thanksgiving memories. And there's the tennis courts that's included, the putt-putt golf. There's volleyball, indoor and outdoor, depending on what the weather's like when you head up there. Um, one of the things my kids like, the friendship bracelet class, that's free. Uh, knot tying class, which is kind of cool, that's free. We do the animal tracking. There's a bubble class. Now, a couple of things that cost a little bit extra money, if you want to rent horses, for instance, and go on one of the horse rides, that's extra. The craft shop is worth every penny. We go in there every time and do a craft to kind of commemorate our little visit a little memento and then it's a little bit extra to do the archery and the rock climbing and we usually do those as well because last time we did the uh, rock climbing or archery I think it was around five dollars or less so in general it's very inexpensive so in terms of uh, the, the people that work up there I have to tell you I'm very impressed with not just the employees who are year-round but you bring young people in 
And oftentimes when I kind of, you know, I'm such a journalist, I kind of interview them like, oh, why did you come up here? How long are you here? Are you on vacation from school? Are you on a gap year? I find out that these kids, Lisa, just like my kids, often have been coming up there since they were little and they love it so much that they decide to work there after high school. We do find that a lot. Uh, We have families who've been coming for years and years and then kids just want that to keep going on. And a lot of those employees then turn into full-time employees in our association. So we really love that um, people really connect with our mission and what we're doing here and want to make that a part of their lives. Now, in terms of the price I mentioned, under $100, that's for the lodge rooms. If you wanted to, you know, get a um, a cabin, you can. Um, one of my producers, Jorge, he comes up twice a year with his family. He stays a week each time. They always get a cabin because they like to save money and cook for themselves. But um, also with the lodge rooms, there are two free bre- breakfast coupons, so mom and dad get breakfast. And then there is the option of eating in the cafeteria. Is that right? Right. We have the cafeteria. We also have the Rustic Cafe that has inexpensive snacks for those in-between times also. The cafeteria is great because it includes all kinds of uh, food for all different tastes. We have a special line for the kids and um, lots of different choices. So there's something for everybody. That's kind of what we find. Like even if, let's say, I didn't like the main course, right? Then there's the salad bar and then there's the kids area, the the little kids little kind of like – buffet and oftentimes they'll have hot dogs french fries maybe hamburgers macaroni and cheese things like that that are kid friendly there's almost always a dessert at least for um i know for dinner there's almost always a dessert and i have to be honest with you i think the breakfasts are super good we get lots of compliments about our breakfast they're hearty and uh, fuel you for the day for all the activities well, if people would later. like to come up for Thanksgiving, I know you still have availability. And again, it's very economical. And I just like to go up there. Like my in-laws are coming in and they've been up there and they love it too. So we get a couple of rooms. And then if grandpa doesn't want to roller skate, he can watch. If grandma doesn't want to rock climb, she can watch because they're all, the parents are always welcome to come along to all of these activities. So where do they go for more info, Lisa? They can visit our website, org. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.